What is going on? It is your man, Hendo here, and this is The Road Pod. Welcome back. Listen, I ain't here to talk anything real serious. Just wanted to stream a little bit because uh it's not very good football today. So hopefully your weekend has been going well. Hopefully you've been having a good Sunday. Some of you just watched the Cleveland Browns defeat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, to some it's good, to some it's bad. I told you before the season started. Cleveland was going to be a problem. And that was before the Nick Chubb and the Deshaun Watson going down. But we're not here to discuss that. We're not here to discuss Kenny Pickett and the squeal is looking like complete frauds. Um, I'm pretty sure that my man Suge ain't going to show up for this stream. I'm pretty sure he ain't going to show up. But hey, look, we just here. Um, I just came here because, listen, I've been having a, an extremely good week. Like this week for me has been better than most. I got a new job, which uh, start tomorrow. Um, I'm a few weeks away from being remonetized by YouTube. So there goes that money. Let's see. Friday was a wonderful day. Cut the grass. Like it was, it was a beautiful time. Beautiful time. My University of Miami lost. Florida State won. I'm not sure if the University of Florida lost, but it's been like a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And also, the Ravens won on Thursday Night Football, beating the Cincinnati Bengals, 34-20, marking the first time, I can't remember how many years, that the Baltimore Ravens have scored 30 points in five consecutive games, which ties the team record. But I didn't really come here to talk about that Bengals game. I think that's something that we'll do later on if I decide to stream, because this is a holiday week. And I think that I should get some free time off. So I shouldn't have to stream later tonight. I should be able to enjoy Sunday night football. But that's neither here nor there. All right, surprise stream. We got 14 people in here. I appreciate y'all rocking out with me. Let's see who we got going on here. My baby girl, Jasmine. What's going on, Jasmine? Thank you for dropping by. Pay the bills. Just watch the Chargers game. I got to say the Chargers helped us dodge a bullet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, a lot of these games have been back and forth. Even the Cleveland game, I'm not understanding. I'm not understanding why they didn't start P.J. Walker. He even though Dorrell Thompson, Robinson, he did his thing. I don't understand why he just kept going back and forth to uh, David Njoku because Njoku dropped a touchdown pass. He dropped four of the passes, but he caught him when they counted. We got Raven 76 more in the house. King Trent TV, what's going on? Make sure you check my man out. He's really funny. Yolanda B's in the house. Good afternoon, Road family. Davon Johnson, cousin Davon. What's going on, cuzzo? Uh, Lenny Beeson in the house. He said, what's up, big dog? Chilling like a villain. Listen, I just came here today just to talk a little bit of stuff. I was bored. Um, also, I got a new video coming out on my other channel, which is to be named later, because I think I'm going away from the awesome dipped in awesome, because I think that channel is going in another direction from what it started. But I think I may release that video later on. And in that video, I talked about how I tend to get in my own way sometimes, just mentally, especially when it comes to YouTube, when it comes to streaming. Normally, you'll see somebody on screen with me streaming alongside me because i feel more comfortable because it makes the banner better it makes the stream go by better in my opinion and 
I don't want to disappoint the people. But I said to myself, listen, you got to get off that track. You got to move forward and you got to start doing more of what you know you need to do. So here I am doing my thing. What's going on? Yes, indeed. Let's go Ravens, baby. Living big, big Reg, what's going on? Danity's in the house, what's going on? So I just really came to talk about some things that transpired this week and its correlation with, with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And it really hit me last night. So first, you know what I'm saying, Thursday, we had Mark Andrews go down. Joe Burrow, of course, is out for the season. Then Saturday night, my Florida State Seminoles were playing South Alabama, Eastern Mississippi. I don't know. They were playing some some team that really didn't even murder the game. But what ended up happening was Jordan Travis, he got injured. They landed on his leg with the same kind of tackle that took out Mark Andrews, the same kind of tackle that injured Lamar Jackson. And just in a second, now Florida State has gone from possible playoff contention, maybe for a national championship. I know they were the long shot out of the six teams to make it, but they still had a chance. They still had the opportunity to win the national championship, but now their starting quarterback is gone down. And it got me to thinking, hmm, yeah, they on them hip drops. So it got me to thinking about the Ravens and the fortunate, unfortunate things that have happened to us in the past. And just like that, just like with the Cincinnati Bengals, if you look at the Cincinnati Bengals two years ago, they went to a Super Bowl. If you look at them last year, they went to the AFC Championship. This year, of course, injuries beset them, and it kind of messed the team up a little bit. But if you really look at it, we could be in the same situation. This team, the way that it is constructed this year, is going to look totally different next year. And we have to hope that Lamar Jackson – knock on wood, he stays healthy for the duration of his career. But at any time, we see all these quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson going down, um, Kyler Murray last year, he's just coming back. As you see with all these quarterbacks, one tackle, one misstep on the field can derail your whole future. So I think the time is now for the Ravens to make that Super Bowl run. And to make that Super Bowl run, we have to stay the course and we have to continue. We have to continue winning. No more slip-ups, no more losing to the Colts, no more losing to poly high school or what what have you like we need to do our thing so i'm looking at the schedules i'm looking at everything that's going on and i'm like what do we necessarily need to do to get that number one seed because i think that we need to get that number one seed we need to get that home playoff game throughout the playoffs to unseat the kansas city chiefs now i know people are going to say we'll give them a run for that money they're not the same chiefs but listen they always come through when it matters most five consecutive afc championship games at their crib I think we need to be the ones to necessarily break that streak. But looking at the schedule, it's going to be kind of tough because essentially the Chiefs have to get two more losses because we cannot have tied losses going into the end of the season just because as we stand right now, the Kansas City Chiefs hold a 5-1 and one conference record to our 5-3 and three conference record. And I think that's the first tiebreaker when it comes to the two. So if they're evenly matched with records, that's going to be the tiebreaker because their conference record is going to be much better than ours. So hopefully they can get a couple more losses, but looking as the way that it is now, and this is before the games that just ended, you have Kansas city sitting at seven and two, the Ravens sitting at eight and three Jacksonville, which is now seven and three Miami, seven and three Pittsburgh, six and four, thanks to the seven and three Cleveland Browns. But we are nipping on the heels of the Kansas city chiefs and looking at the Kansas city chiefs schedule. I mean, 
after tonight. I mean, we need, listen, we need them Eagles. We need them Eagles to do their thing. We need the East Coast to represent. So if you're looking at that schedule after tonight, after they play the Eagles tonight, they have Vegas. They have Green Bay. They have a depleted and influx with the Buffalo Bills. You have possibly the last season for Bill Belichick in New England. You have the Vegas Raiders again. You have the Cincinnati Bengals minus Joe Burrow and the Los Angeles Chargers. And the only thing we can hope for in that last game is that the Chargers are playing for their playoff life. And if they are, that may be a good game. But outside of necessarily that Philadelphia game tonight, I don't see much standing in the way of Kansas City claiming that number one seed. But other things have happened. They've lost to some teams they should have, just like we have it. And if you look at our schedule, we got the Chargers this upcoming next week after having 10 days off. So we should be well-rested, well-prepared. We have enough time to prepare for the Chargers, and they are without Mike Williams, who's out for the year. I think they have some other injuries. Joy Bosa just went down on defense. So this is a game that we should win. We should also beat the L.A. Rams. Like, this is a game that we must win. I know we're traveling cross-country, but this is a game that we have to have. Then we get the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is going to be fighting for a high playoff seed themselves. Then comes Christmas Day, and this at the beginning of the season, this was a game that I thought, well, you know what, of anything on our record, this is the one we're going to take that L on. But San Francisco no longer looks surmountable. Like, it's it's like insurmountable. Like, it, they look like a regular team, and they can be beat. Brock Purdy's come back down to earth. So I think this is a game that we can have. And the Miami Dolphins, they just can't beat a team over 500. Now, I know they beat the Bills, who are 5-5, five and five, but they beat them while they were over 500. Then the last game of the season, we owe these Pittsburgh Steelers an ass-whipping. I'm sorry I hate to say it. I'm tired of Pittsburgh Steelers yapping their mouth about the victory they had early in the season. They won. I can't take anything back from that. But if push comes to shove and it's down for a number one seed and we play Pittsburgh in the final week of the season, it's all going down. And it's all it's curtains for them. So, you know, I just think that the Ravens need to stay the course and win these games because, once again, we don't know how long this iteration of this team is going to be together. We don't know how long it's going to be until we can make another run. Now, I know a lot of Ravens fans hate talking about 2019. I don't really care because y'all still talk about 2012 like it was last week. But 2019, we did not fully appreciate that season because there were not a lot of injuries. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going through therapy and I'm, I'm getting over the fact that we didn't go to the Super Bowl. But the thing that's been lost is we didn't have any injuries. And after that year, from 2019 to 2023, we, we've had injury after injury after injury. So now we have to take full advantage of what we have right now. We have to take advantage of what we have right now and make this run because next year we don't know what's going to happen with Patrick Queen. We don't know what's going to happen with Justin Matabike. We don't know what's going to happen with Geno Stone. Like there are some pieces, even with uh, OBJ, Nelson Aguilar, they're gone. We don't know how healthy Mark Andrews is going to be. We don't know if he's going to come back to same Mark Andrews because if you looked at Mark Andrews at the beginning of the season up until last week, he ran with a limp. Like he wasn't the same Mark Andrews that he was. So, we have to kind of take advantage and we need this coaching staff as well as these players to get on board and do what they need to do. Danity says, this is a cakewalk for them. It's a cakewalk for who us or the chiefs. And to your point, Dave on, this is the factor that, that scares me the most for all of these years. We watched Patrick Mahomes and his offense take care of business. I think the chief's defense is ranked number four in points per game. 
allowed. And their defense has finally caught up their offense. Luckily for everyone else in the league, they don't have a wide receiver that can get it done. I don't know. So hopefully we can kind of sort this thing out and get it done. Um, I didn't really have much for y'all. I just wanted to talk about that for a little bit. Just because I didn't feel like recording a video. I didn't feel like editing it and going through that motions because that would have taken me way longer than it is just to get on this camera and just speak. But I think I got one more thing for y'all. I think, let me look. Let's see what we got. Speaking of that vein of going to the Super Bowl and winning this season, we have five Baltimore Ravens who need to play better over the final six games of the 2023 season to get us to that point, to get us to that opportunity to make it to the Super Bowl. I need, listen, it's a lot of things in life I need. I need food. I need air. I need money. I need Lamar Jackson to win more than one playoff game. Like, I need this. Like, I need life. Like, I need my quarterback to do something to, 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 to quell some of the naysayers. Like, we know that Lamar is never going to shut everybody up. But I need his teammates to help uplift him like he's done and put them on his back for the last six years. I need his teammates to, to show up and get Lamar at least to an AFC championship game. Once again, I know it's not going to shut everybody up, but it'll quiet the narrative a little bit because I had a video lined up talking about um, how the national media to me is dead because of how they portray things, how instead of speaking facts or spitting the truth like they used to, like used to watch Sports Center and all these other ones, and they would just report the news. Nowadays, you have people giving think pieces and people giving their opinions. And I've, I actually have it queued up. I just didn't do it. But I have it chronicled with Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp and how, um, excuse me, how um, one week they'll speak bad about Lamar. Next week, they'll talk about him glowingly. The next week, they'll switch it back. Now, after this win versus the Cincinnati Bengals, I intentionally, intentionally watch all the sports shows. I watch every last one of them from beginning to end, and I don't normally watch them. And I watch them from beginning to end. And I guarantee you for an hour, each one of these shows reported on Joe Burrow being injured, or they reported on Stefan Diggs and his brother's Texas. Nothing was stayed. They didn't even cover the they didn't even cover the Bengals Ravens game. And that's what got me. It was like when if, if Lamar would have went out there and he'd have thrown for 92 yards and had three interceptions, it'd have been front page news. But they didn't speak about it at all. And I also didn't appreciate the fact of when we were watching Prime Video, at the end of the game, they put up Lamar's stats. It was like 16 for 26, 264 yards, but in parentheses, it had 164 yards after the catch. Who did they do that for? Let's get back into these five, five things and five Ravens players that need to step up to get Lamar to this AFC championship. Yes, indeed. We need to get him there. What's going on, MBT? How you doing? LL's in the house. What's going on? T-Pine P, what's up? We got Team Ramey in the house. Yep. All right, we're going to get into these people and let's get out of here because there's still some football to watch. Um, I really didn't plan on being here that long because I do have a stream later tonight, 8 p.m. If you're not doing anything, I think that I'm going to do my weekly stream 8 p.m. tonight. Cincinnati, Baltimore, recap myself in if I have a co-host. Great. If I don't, I'm not even there anymore. Like, if I got to do things solo from now on, it's the way it's going to be. But let's jump into this so we can get out of here because I think, I don't know what games are on right now. 
I didn't check. I was watching the end of the other game. So we're going to jump into these five Ravens that need to play better. Five Baltimore Ravens who need to play better over the final six games. Starting at number five, we have Patrick Queen needs to improve his play for the Baltimore Ravens. Now, I will admit, Patrick Queen has been doing his thing for the majority of the year. He has priced himself out of Baltimore. But over the last several weeks, he has not been the Patrick Queen that we have seen going forward. Um, I think weeks one through six, Patrick Queen was an absolute beast. But from six to 11, things have been a little sketchy. I think from six to 11, he's missed about 10 tackles, especially in that Cleveland game. He missed five, six tackles in that game alone. Thursday night, they exposed him in coverage. Now, granted, He's been playing like a beast. I can't take anything from him, but we need the Patrick Queen of the first seven weeks if we want to take that step forward. I right, listen, I ain't got nothing against your man. I ain't got nothing against your man. And what was what about? What's that? Yes. He needs to step it up a notch. He relies too heavily on Rokon. I'm not going to say he relies too heavily on Rokon. He's out, he's out there making plays. Like he's playing fast, he's playing physical. I ain't got nothing bad to say about him, but I do think in coverage, he is a liability. And to an extent, sometimes, most times, I might have to whisper this, but Rokon is a liability in coverage too. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. What's going on, Rudy B-Boy? He says, hey, yo, we need a tight end bad. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Uh, MDT says, you think we can win the whole Super Bowl? Why, could, why can't we? We dominate teams. Like, and but this is the problem that I have with the Ravens. We are Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. One week we look like the best team in the NFL, and in the next week we look like we were back in uh, uh Jimmy Clausen days. We look like we're back in the Kyle Bowler days. Like, I just can't understand this team sometimes. We and like I said before in another video, we're we are we like being underdogs as a franchise. We love the underdog title. We love having that feeling of proving people wrong because every time we're put in the alpha position, you know, it reflects leadership. But every time we're put in the alpha position, every time we're front runners in the league or anybody starts talking about yo, can the Ravens be the best team in the NFL? That's when we falter. That's when we falter. We could listen. We could tomorrow say they could say the, the Baltimore Ravens are the best team in the NFL and they can go out and play the University of Maryland and probably lose. It's just a reflection of leadership. But I do think that if health be right and we can kind of figure some things out, I think we can win the Super Bowl. And unfortunately, fortunately, the injury, the injury to Mark Andrews, if you watch the game, I'm not going to say it's a benefit, but I will say that it helped Lamar open everything up. If you watch the game and when Mark Andrews went down and he's not out there freestyling, it allowed the wide receivers to be the focus of the game plan. And they were all out there eating. And I think that this will make for a better offense because just like I can't remember what year it was in basketball, I keep saying it's the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, I'm sorry, the Atlanta Hawks. When the Atlanta Hawks had Josh Smith, and he was their best player, but they had a bunch of role players, Kyle Corver and a bunch of other guys, teams didn't know who to key in on. They didn't know who the closer was. They didn't know who the, who they needed to stop. So at any given night, somebody could beat you, and I think that's what's going to happen with this passing game. Being that Andrews is down, they don't know who to stop because now you can't just key in on one person. And I think that if the coaching staff – takes this to the right place if they coach it up properly and this offensive line holds up hell yeah i think we can win the super bowl no doubt no doubt all right 
Shout out to Limited Energy Drink for the $20 donation. It says, thanks for the pop-up stream. We'll see you back here tonight at 8 p.m. on the road pod. More live streams. It's hashtag more live streams. We might be getting more live streams. Like, I might be doing a little bit more. I can't say, but shout out to you for the $20 donation. If you want to be awesome, like limited energy drink, there is a pen link in the comment section and you can donate to the channel and have your comments highlighted on screen. Also, it helps the channel and it goes to your loyalty points. And if you're new to the channel, what loyalty points are is just hanging out in the stream with us, donating, commenting, subscribing to the channel. It gets you loyalty points. And at the end of the month, we give out a prize to everyone. But appreciate you for that one. All right, DDSQ, what's going on? It says, what's good? I think Andrew's going down is going to be good for the receivers. I'm not the only one that saw that Andrews can be taken away in the playoffs. It's not that Andrews can be taken away in the playoffs. Andrews disappears. Like, he drops passes. He disappears. He just, he's not that elite tight end that the Baltimore Ravens fans like to make him out to be. Is he very good? He's very good. I would love to have him on my team, but he's not a difference maker like most people think. When you have somebody that's a security blanket and somebody's always getting you the ball, you look a lot better than you are. Now, granted, I take nothing away from his 1,400-yard all-pro season. But other than that, he's been above average. And there are several tight ends I would take above him. But like DDSQ said, this is going to allow the offense time to spread it out and do more things. What's going on, Seven Scott? Appreciate you for driving by. That spread offense would likely might shred the absolute hell out of the league. Mitchell will get more open looks. It's possible. Uh, could Lamar could look like Lamar in college all over again? I hope so. But this is the thing that Todd Marcus said before the season. He said we're going to implement plays. We're going to do things like he did in Louisville. Like I don't understand, and this is a problem that I have. And excuse me, with the older white coordinators, they love to take players and fit them into their system instead of fitting their system around their players. If you could look through Lamar's college tape and see what he does well and emulate that to the NFL and kind of configure it to where it works, it's better for us. Instead of saying, do this, do this, do that. Look at what Cleveland did with DTR. You have a rookie, talented quarterback in there, and they fit the game plan around his skills. And they won, albeit it was the offensively deficient Pittsburgh Steelers, they tailored the game plan around him and they won a game. And this is the, these are the things that we should be doing as a franchise all the time. We should be tailor making our offense to Lamar Jackson and not just him running. He should not be our leading rusher throughout the season. And yes, we definitely play better when we're underdogs. And I hate that about us. Like, I hate that. Like, we can't just go out there and be a dominant team week in and week out and just beat the hell out of people. We should have several Super Bowl titles. And I hate to say it, it's because of leadership. It's because of that head coach that everybody thinks is so wonderful, but all the time he stands on the sideline looking like Dave Chappelle. And he did it again Thursday because we, we were, uh, me, Jose, and Brody were, were uh, recording. We sitting there looking at him. He just standing on the sideline looking stupid. But – that's just my opinion. Z the Beast, what's going on? Appreciate you for dropping by. Listen, let me finish up this and get up out of here because I do have a stream to get ready for if I'm going to come back at 8 o'clock. So where do we stop at? We stopped at 5, so number 4. Number 4, the Baltimore Ravens' depth at corner will be tested. I think our depth at, at cornerback has already been tested. Marlon Humphrey going down. We got rid of Marcus Peters. Rock Yassine has been a bust. Ronald Darby, he came in this last game and looked pretty good. I don't know what's going on with everybody else. They even played Jalen Armour Davis for a stretch. Now, what happened to Pepe Williams? He was supposed to have been on IR for a few weeks. After the four weeks, be reevaluated and come back. I haven't seen that kid all season. I haven't even heard his name mentioned. 
This is another cornerback bust. Now, I have to give credit where credit is due. Make fun of him, joke him, whatever. Brandon Stevens has been balling. He, in game 11, this is week 11, in game 11, he just gave up his first touchdown of the season. And granted, it was only like a four-yard touchdown. So Brandon Stevens has been the only consistent one in that secondary balling outside of Geno Stone. So more power to him. We, we're going to need that help and depth come playoff time because we're not going to be playing these teams with backup quarterbacks, uh, putrid offensive lines. Like these things aren't going to be happening. So we're going to need them to step up. Number three, the Baltimore Ravens made Broderick Washington a healthy scratch. I don't get this for myself. You just gave this man 17, a $17.5 million, $17 million contract extension. And you're healthy scratching it for what reason? It's not like our run defense is doing so well on its own that we can afford to sit people down. Because once again, Joe Mixon hasn't looked this good in years. And he just came in and gashed it. So I know EDC was trying to save a little bit of money and sign him early. And sign him early. Yes, he's he's played amazing, Danny. I take nothing away from that kid. He's been playing amazing. Um I know he wanted, they wanted to sign him early in case he balled out and they didn't want to have to pay him a bunch of extra money. But I hate to say this. He's a defensive tackle. You can find those. We find those all the time. So paying him early. But even if it's 17.5, I can't be mad about that. But just healthy scratching him just tells you and it just shows you the lack of, of wherewithal we have about players. I, I'm sorry. Defensively, we, we do well in spots, but through the course of a season, through the course of four quarters, we're not it defensively. We have pieces, but I think we put our or allocate our assets into the wrong sections. Safety, D-tackle, off-ball linebacker, except for Roquan. I take it with that one, Roquan. I, I give you that one, but I just think we allocate too much into the wrong pieces instead of offensive line. Wide receiver now. I know we went out and got what we got, but we could have done better. We could have done more. And we'll see come playoff time. All of this stuff is fine and dandy for right now. Like, it's good theater. OBJ's coming back. OBJ's looking good. OBJ's doing this. That's fine. And I'm happy. And I hope he continues to ascend throughout the season. But we need OBJ. We need Nelson Aguilar catching these balls. Pause. During the postseason. Because we've had regular season success for the majority of us being a franchise. We've had regular season success. It's just where we fall short is playoff time. That that money time is where we fall short. So I need these guys to step up and be healthy. And some of them are starting to show way and tear. Kyle Van Noy, balling out. Excellent addition. He's starting to slay the right pause. He's starting, to, he's starting to slow down. All right, Reg, appreciate you for dropping by. I'm about to get up out here shortly too, but appreciate you dropping by. But, yeah, we just need these guys to come in during the playoffs and do their thing. Number two, is Marcus Williams improving with the Baltimore Ravens? Hmm. I'm going to say there is slight improvements with Marcus Williams, but I do think they need to sit him. He can't raise his arms. We were watching the game Thursday, and it was a short interception, but he dove for it, and he couldn't lift his other arm to get the interception. He can't tackle because he can't wrap up with both arms. And that's a detriment to him and it's a detriment to the team. But more importantly, I think that Marcus Williams can actually get hurt even more trying to tackle somebody with one shoulder. Like it's really dangerous. And I don't understand what this coaching staff is doing. We, and I hate to say this, don't need him right now. Geno Stone is balling out of control. Kyle Hamilton is playing at a very high level. 
we don't need him right now. Let that man rest. I don't care if that man tells you he wants to be in the game or not. I don't give a damn if you paid him $70 million. I need you during money time, which is the playoffs. I don't need you against the banged-up Cleveland Browns or the banged-up Cincinnati Bengals or playing the goddamn Arizona Cardinals. I need you when we're going up against the Kansas Cities. I need you if we get to have to face Buffalo or if we have to face Miami and them damn receivers with a healthy eye chain. This is when I need Marcus Williams. So hopefully – we can get some blowouts or something and get these guys out of the game early. But yeah, I don't, I can't say he's, he's improving. He's doing better. I can't say he's improving, hopefully health wise, but number one, can the Ravens get three players to replace Mark Andrews? And the three players they named, of course, is Isaiah, Isaiah one target likely. Because he likely gets one target during the first half, and we don't hear anything else from that man during the rest of that game. Um, I think I think likely would do somewhat better because now throughout the week he's going to be implemented implemented into the game plan. He's not just going to be an afterthought in sub packages or just out there blocking. Like they have to get him involved in the game, or Charlie Cola, who actually got a catch on Thursday, which was very surprising to me. Now, I thought in this article they were going to say something about bringing Vokalek back and have him become the third tight end, and we was going to go out there and let Baby Gronk do his thing. But that's not what they said. What they said was, we need to get Pat Ricard, hard R Ricard, more involved. And I'm thinking to myself, hmm, so you're telling me, instead of going out or elevating someone with talent you want to bring in a 300 pound former defensive tackle turn fullback and make him a tight end now granted i'm not saying that ricard can't have his usage he can't go out there and catch a couple passes and go downfield but imagine if pat ricard catches a 10 yard pass imagine if he catches a pass takes a 10 yards imagine if you had somebody out there with some talent how far they can actually go with the ball. Like, I think that's the difference, and that's where myself and some others, shout out to Brody for bringing this up, I think that we differ. Because, yeah, that's cool, the 10 yards is fine, but what if we brought in a player that could take that 10 yards, 50 yards? And I think we're limiting this offense by having a, almost curse, Sunday, please forgive me, by bringing in a fullback in 2023, going into 2024, we're deploying a fullback in the pass patterns. So I need somebody to make that make sense to me. All these other teams, I'm sitting up here and I watch a lot of football. I watch a lot of different teams. I watch and see how teams utilize their players just because I like, I love offense. I just play wide receiver. I love offense. Um, but to deploy a fullback and think that that's going to be enough to get stuff done. Now, essentially what you're doing is you're playing 10 on 11. Because, yeah, he'll get you some dink and some dunks, and he may make a good block. He doesn't block as well as a lot of y'all think he does. But you're essentially handicapping your offense because he's not a threat. He's not a threat. And I know some of y'all are like, man, hey, chill out. Like, he do his thing. There have been games specifically in, if I remember, the Giants game, the only game that Lamar lost in the NFC against the Giants game. We're down. We're down. And we're trying to drive down the field at the end of the game to win it. And you have a fullback split wide, split out wide. How are you going to go win a game like that? 
how is he a threat? This is one. Listen, it's time. It's only so much time left on the clock. And you have to get down to score a touchdown. I don't have to guard him. So now I can take your best receiver, take him out the game. So these are things to me that I, I don't I don't understand. And I understand that Todd Munkin may be kind of capped and limited on what he can do offensively just because John Harbaugh controls his team and they do it the Raven way, even though the Raven way isn't always the right way. But hey, hopefully, like I said. We get this done. We win the Super Bowl. We get Lamar Jackson that chip that will separate him from the rest. Because I'm, I'm I'm seeing a lot of noise on Twitter. You know, a lot of excuses being made for Joe Burrow. And I hate to say it. Shout out to my Cincinnati fan. Because I love every team, even though I talk smack to him. But listen, Joe Burrow's injury prone. Y'all love saying about y'all all off season long. All we heard was, and make sure you check out LBHT's new video on the teams that passed on Lamar Jackson because he was so injury prone. But Joe Burrow, the supposed second best QB in the league, he's had injuries since he's come into the league. He was injured half of his rookie season. Now he's injured half of this season. Well, he's been injured this whole season, but now he's out for half the season. So. What are you saying? You know what I'm saying? So I think we need to capitalize on everything that we can. And yes, Danity, Marcus played well last game. He even broke up a pass. I give him that. But I just think that you can get hurt like that because when you're hurt, you're playing not to get hurt any further. And when you play not to get hurt, that's when you get injured. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. Marcus's tip will be an INT if he's healthy. Yeah, I mean, listen, no, we don't need to, we don't need, in my opinion, Byron, we don't need to find ways to keep Geno Stone. Because we listen, you can't pay a hundred million dollar linebacker, inside linebacker. You can't pay a $70 million safety. Then you're gonna pay what? Because if Geno Stone ends up leading the league in interceptions, he's gonna be all pro, he's gonna be Pro Bowl. And you're going to have to shell out some money because there's going to be competition for them. We can't keep putting all of this money into defense, into a defense that's given up a lot of double-digit leads in the second half. And I'm not saying it's Geno's fault. I'm not saying it's Roquan's fault. But you're putting a lot of money into guys that can't stop today's NFL offenses. The league is not designed for de for defenses to stop offense. The league's not designed that way. So why put all your money into that? Why not put your money into a line, into receivers that can score? Because you're going to have to outscore people. And that's just how I feel about the NFL. <laughs> What's going on, Will? He said, until fam is able to give me a jumping jack, you need to sit down. <laughs> ah, What's going on? This is my son. This is my son with his new channel name. Make sure you check him out. Mizzy YouTube over there doing his game in action. Appreciate you, son. Thank you for stopping by. A lot of says I saw the X that a replacement for Mandrew should be Gronk. Yeah, no, nah, Gronk is retired. Gronk has lost a lot of weight. He's trying to heal up. He's trying to do his thing. You know what I mean? Let that man, let that man retire. Because once again, we need sustainability. We need somebody that's gonna come in and stay for next season, just in case Mark Andrews does not come back complete and or completely healthy. So we need somebody that carries over. This is one thing, and I'm not sure. I can't remember if we did voided years 
for uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Because we didn't do more the years for Odell Beckham Jr. That cap hit for next season is going to be something else. Something else. <laughs> you said Polly. I say Lee Clifton. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel you. I don't, I don't like either one of them. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Baltimore City High forever. Them Knights. Danny says, Ricard is fine where he is. Like Nicole need to step up. They look like ants being stepped on. <laughs> Facts. And of course, my son feels like Isaiah can do something simply because he has to get involved. And I hope he's been improved considering the inconsistent years he's had. Listen, I know that's your boy. And I know you like Isaiah likely. But to me, he's unlikely to make an impact. And he's more likely to drop a pass or get a penalty on, on holding because he can't block. So if you can't block and you can't catch. Yeah, and please don't. Listen, I'm tired of them bringing back Eric Thomason. I don't know if y'all remember, but I remember Eric Thomason in that game that was quarterback by RG3. And we played Pittsburgh. He dropped the game on the touchdown. I never forgive him for that. Like, he was wide open. He dropped the game on the touchdown. Don't bring him back. He's garbage. Max Williams, he was never that guy. I don't know why they drafted him in the first place. They saw a Todd, a Todd Heap clone and thought he was going to come in and be that. He wasn't. He wasn't. All right, let's see. Let's get a couple more and get up on out of here. He says, I could not believe the Ravens are not working with tight end vocal leg. He is a big target and long arm and catches the ball well, and it's hard to tackle. Yes, because just like with most Ravens fans, we hate talent. We hate excess talent because the first thing that somebody's going to say is, hey, if we go out and elevate vocal leg, to the 53-man roster, how is likely in Cola going to get their targets? How are they going to get their targets with him around? My thing is, bring in competition. May the best man win. If Vocal like is the best, let him play. We want people in here that's going to help this team win. We don't just want people in here for the sake of, oh, I want Bateman to get his numbers. I want Zay Flowers to get his touches. I want whomever is going to help us win the game. So talent be damned. Bring in everybody you can. I don't care if we bring in a goddamn all-star cast. Bring in anybody that you can find to help us win because I need us to win the Super Bowl this year because I don't know what the next iteration of the Baltimore Ravens is going to look like. I don't know what this team or who this team is going to be comprised of next year. We don't know what it's going to look like. Look at the Buffalo Bills. A couple of years ago, the Buffalo Bills were 13 seconds, 13 seconds away from making the AFC Championship game, 13 seconds. And that 13-second blip changed the course of their franchise because now, look, I'm there in turmoil. If you'd have told me then, if you'd have told most people then, hey, a couple years from now, y'all are going to be an issue. Y'all are going to be at 500. You're going to have lost to Zach Wilson and the Jets. Like, you're going to lost, get pounded by the Jaguars, boss, and just not be the team that you thought you were. They, somebody be like, yo, you crazy. Not the Buffalo Bills. They have Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, uh, Tredavious White, Sean Leonard Floyd, got Vaughn Miller. They're not crazy. They're not going to look like that. And look how they look. This could this listen, this could inevitably be us at any time. At any time. We did voyage from thank goodness. This could this could be us. This could be our future. We don't know. So we have to win right now. What's going on, Alan? He said, Did you see the Patrick Queen, Jermaine Pratt beef? I didn't. Because listen, there's no beat, there's no beef that Jermaine Pratt could win with us. Yeah, on Twitter, there's no beef. I saw it and was like, I don't even need to look at this. There's no beef that they could win. Because I think it was over um, Jamar Chase being strapped up. I think that's what it was about. And Jermaine Pratt was trying to uh, 
trying to defend it or whatever. I don't care who it was. Listen, I don't care if it was a team collective. Your man had two catches for 12 yards. He strapped that. Like, ever except for that first game where he had 215 yards or whatever he had, Jamal Chase has not played well against the Ravens. It's just simple facts. He's not had a good game against the Ravens. So, you know, let them talk all they want. One thing that I know, one thing that I'm for certain of, the Ravens will be in the playoffs and Cincinnati won't. So, Jermaine, Jamal, Joe, whomever, y'all can sit at home and use your Twitter fingers to death. All I know is my team going to be in the playoffs. AJ says, I feel like we proved so much closing out the games and Andrews got injured in the first quarter, plus it really shows the improvement of OG, OBJ has been for us. Yeah, I mean, he's he's finally starting to get healthier, and I think that they're starting to utilize him, and also they're going deep a little bit more. We've chronicled the struggles of Lamar Jackson throwing deep, but I think that we've said it comes with volume. You can't throw one deep pass a game and say, oh, he missed it. He missed it. But as we see, the more that he does it, the more consistent he is at it. And it opens up. Listen, defensively, it opens up. If they don't know whether or not you're going deep, it opens the defense up. And it gets people open. And then, once again, when Andrew's going out, it got people wide open because you don't have Andrews out here on a corner freestyling. Freestyling routes doing what he wants to do, messing up other people's routes. So it frees people up because people were wide open all day long. All day long. Yes, cousin David. He said, "Yo, Stevens had that boy strapped with the child safety lock on." Facts, facts. Oh, one last thing before we go. To me, I thought this was very funny. Um, now there are rumors, possibly, possibly between Cincinnati, Bengals, Cleveland Browns. I man, Joe Flacco. He could be signing with one of these teams. That would freak me out. That would be crazy. How crazy would that be? For instance, if Joe Flacco signed with the Cleveland Browns, how crazy would that be if he signed him to the Cleveland Browns and got them to win the division? That would be wild. Because you know what? Love or hate Joe Flacco, y'all don't want to see playoff Joe. I don't want to see playoff Joe. T is a total, listen, he's a totally different mindset, totally different monster. But it would be fun, it would, it'd be fun to see him in Cincinnati. Cleveland? I don't know. I told y'all. See, y'all think I'm crazy. I know a little something. I told y'all, Cleveland is going to be a problem for us this year. And y'all say Cleveland hasn't won nothing. Look at Cleveland's history. Cleveland, 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 Cleveland. Nah. Cleveland has that defense. And shout out to Suge. And I know you want to say something to me. And I know you've been quiet in the Discord. You ain't been saying much. But today was the difference between Miles Garrett and TJ Watt. Not saying TJ Watt isn't an extraordinary player. But when his team needed it most, Miles Garrett showed up and showed out. TJ Watt, he had a little play in the second half, one or two plays in the second half. But Miles Garrett for the game, from the first play of the game, which should have been a safety, should have been a safety. Shout out to Allen for subscribing. Appreciate you joining the Morgan family. But from the beginning of the game, Miles Garrett is out there wrecking shop. And that's the difference. This is, and this is one thing that we really haven't discussed. Baltimore Ravens lead the league in sacks. Something I would have not thought would have happened this season. They lead the league in sacks. I think we have a we're at a record for the franchise 32 games, 32 consecutive games with a sack. But the one thing that we lack defensively, and I'm not sure if OA is becoming that. Yes, Yolanda. I'm not sure if OA is becoming that because I think he has four sacks in his last five games. But we lack that pass rusher that we know. When a game is on the line, he's going to take over. 
we don't have that TJ Watt. We don't have that Miles Garrett. Like that's the one person that we don't have. We don't have that Trey Hendrickson. We have a collection like Atlanta Hawks. We have a collection of guys. You don't know where it's coming from, but we don't have that one guy that we know come playoff time. He's getting to your quarterback on that third and seven, and we need to get off the field. So there's that. Y'all keep going. Like y'all, listen, I appreciate y'all, but y'all do know I'm coming back at eight o'clock. Y'all do know that, or do you? Or is this good enough? Is this good enough? Do I not have to come back? Do I get the rest for my holiday season? Can I take off? Because I do think. Let's see what do we got. What do we got? Monday night. Sit the tally. We got the Ravens roundtable with Coach Evans. Tuesday, electric relaxation. I got with Mr. Galloway, where we're going to interview Coach Evans. Stay tuned for that. 8 p.m. Tuesday, electric relaxation, Mr. Galloway. We're going to we're going to interview Coach Evans. Coach Evans. Appreciate you. Appreciate you for dropping by. Um, yeah. And I don't think I have to stream with them on Wednesday. I don't know. I think I like four streams this week. I mean, I said possibly. I said, listen, this I said this this could be. What's going on, Darcy? Appreciate you for coming through. Yeah. All right. So I'll be back 8 p.m. tonight. Um yeah. Appreciate you, Danity. Appreciate you for always coming through and supporting. I'm listen, I'm proud of you too, son. I'm proud of you too, and I love you and I miss you. And I wish I talked to you more. But I appreciate you for coming through the stream, son. I haven't seen you in here for a minute, and your sister was in here earlier. Um, 8 p.m. tonight. We'll, I guess we'll go over the Cincinnati game and maybe talk some more stuff. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. You know, we can talk about the new channel. The new channel that's all about me. You know what? I might just change the new channel to Hanging with Hendo because I can't really think of anything that encapsulates what the new channel is. A, the new, old, new, new, old, old, new channel is about. But once again, oh, what's going on? So once again, the channel is about myself, my journey through YouTube and me taking this YouTube thing further and turning this into a business and building some things up with LBHT, Coach Evans, all the fellas. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to drop that video. I guess I'll stop and drop that video now. But as for now, the name of the channel is Awesome Dipping Awesome. Make sure y'all go over there and check it out. Um, it's me in a different light, not talking football. Like I said, I'm not monolithic. I'm multifaceted, and I have different aspects of my life, my personality, my thought processes. Um, I don't just talk football. Like, I do feel like I have other things to give in life. So appreciate it if y'all jump over there. Um, check out the channel, Awesome Dipped and Awesome. Not I and just in. Awesome Dipped, letter in, awesome. Check it out. See if you like it. Let me know what y'all think because the next the video I'm about to drop right now is really personal. And it's a strong message that I heard. Um, I heard the other day. It's a message that I got listening and it reverberated through my through my soul, through my system. Cause I'm not like a preachy person. Like I'm not, I don't want to say preachy person. I'm not one of those people that like to sit there and be like, hey guys, today's gonna be a lovely day. And you do you and be the best version of you. I don't like doing that because I don't want to come off disingenuous and seem like I don't really care, even though I really do care. But I just feel like sometimes. 
when you see it too much, it can be a bit much. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I see people and they'll be like, hey, fellas, have a good day. This is going to be the best day of your life. And I'd be like looking at them like that is a very positive message, but shut up because you look phony as hell saying it. But they may not be, but I don't want to come off like that. So yeah, it's neither here nor there. Make sure you go over there. Awesome. Didn't awesome. Appreciate y'all. Um, I'll see y'all back here. 8 p.m. tonight. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate this community. I love y'all. Listen, go Ravens. Go Seminoles. Next week, backup quarterback, Florida State Seminoles versus the University of Florida Gators. Even with a backup, we about to kick that. Yeah, me. I'm out. <laughs>